0: With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com.
2: Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Tomorrow is opening day. This morning, didn't have a great hunt, deer didn't move like
1: usual. We just got set up in the of this bedding thicket. Um, saving the spot for the rut. It's a nice, nice...
3: Me,
2: Boom! It's a one seventy. That was money. I think it's down right over there, ten yards.
3: Whitetail Legacy Podcast, bringing you back to the hunt and leaving a legacy.
2: Baller rut. All right, guys, you're listening to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. This is our preseason update. It's been a roller coaster ride, but we're freaking jacked because the the next 10 days are going to be a make it or break it for me, and then the rut's going to be on fire for homie. I think it's
3: more of a season update, not preseason, but...
2: Yeah, it's a season update. You're right. Okay. You're right. right. Always correcting me. No big deal.
3: (laughs) Hey, as much as I get caught on this damn thing, I gotta get back back somewhere here. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Uh, um, Here we go. Getting to the people that make this possible. We're gonna start with the title sponsor of the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, the VIP Veteran Broadhead. On this, I wanna shout out... David Cagle. David Kagle. Yeah. Dude.
3: He was a VIP shout out. Yeah. During an episode.
2: Are you kidding me? That's but this incredible. guy is
3: sending it yeah. left and right.
2: Yeah. Eight number eight, going for number eight he's with the same going, head.
3: He's going for number eight with the same head. We've told you guys that, you know, the the guys from the rival, they're they're I believe last year they dropped six bucks with the same head.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh David is just a literally a normal guy who served his time for this country and is out there hunting just like you and I are, and he has six animals down, seven, seven, Seven. seven, my fault, seven animals down with the same veteran broadhead. Yeah, that's Uh, insane. I don't think David's one to lie about it. I mean, it's, it's legit. Yeah, it's legit. And he hasn't even sharpened it. All he's done is cleaned it up, took yep. took the two screws out of it, and sent it again.
2: Jeez, man, he's so just piling I'm, the meat up. I'm jealous. We can't even shoot a doe, and he's just I racking know. them he up. Just,
3: <laughs> he's like, well, yeah, number six, yeah. number seven. Here it goes. All
2: right, uh, homie's got a very special VIP veteran broadhead shout out.
3: This week on the VIP veteran broadhead shout out, we have David Galbreath. He was a Marine. From 1967 to 1969, uh, served overseas in Vietnam for 13 months as a ground and pounder. Um, This man is the guy who owns my piece that I hunt. Um, I'm very thankful for his generosity for letting me and my family hunt there. Um, I was finally able to catch up with him and get the definite go this year of bow hunting uh i said you know the way that i approached him uh was great and he was thankful and we had a, a conversation about military politics current politics so uh very thankful for him he's the nicest dude i've ever met um he owns probably 270 acres prime and it, time has never asked for a dime out of anybody. Um, I think 18 or 19 people shotgun hunt this place. Um, he said right now he's only got three people bow hunting, including me. So very thankful. <laughs> I wish the cams showed how thankful I am to, <laughs> to be there. But uh, a lot of work and a lot of uh, memories made on this piece. So a very thankful shout out here for... Uh, Dave, man, I know my whole family that you've let hunt your place. I appreciate your service, and uh, I know Cody and all of his family appreciate it, and uh, you have been on that piece, so I know he definitely appreciated it from uh, firsthand experience.
2: Yep, thank you. Um, I'm glad you got to hunt it this year. It'd be cool to wrap the story up with a nice big buck to drag out of the buck nest, which is going to be brutal when it goes down that ravine. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah <clears throat> all right let's get into scent lock. um what
3: do you want to talk about this time man i just cannot get over uh the quality of everything that yeah. they do the thoughtfulness have i brought up the bottom of the bags no
2: okay so i don't know some of the competitors bags out there they're just you know just the same material on the base and scent lock made a leather bottom so like if it's snowing or if it's wet out the back of your truck is wet or you can just literally like take this bag out set it on the ground and you know no moisture is going to seep
3: into the bag and cause a mildew problem or something or get on your clothes really good engineering behind that and you know just the Oz chamber with the 500 unit in there that'll get you guys carried all the way
2: yeah all through season be ready to go all your late season early season all, all my gear in there camera bag bow arm everything Dude, or tree or camera arm everything it's so big yeah it's so big so giant all right let's get into ingram's outdoor obsession i'm um, super excited to pick up my turkey fan this year um get that euro turkey skull in the studio we need us we got one turkey fan in here we need a we solid do. turkey mount in here though yeah fan and then uh i'm not sure if i i don't think i've Went up there. I don't think I gave him the mink yet. A what mink? do you think about the mink? I'm Dude, excited. Wh- well, we in. had
3: that maybe one on cam.
2: Yeah. I mean, what if, what if like we just put like a, a mink up in the top corner, full bodied,
3: just kind of curling out towards curled us, curled out. That'd be sick. Like
2: chewing on a shed or something. That'd be sick. Pretty sick. So they got, if, we got some plans for him. Plus two giant bucks. We're gonna take him. All right, right. that's it. Right, that's all. We're good. Yeah. Send all it. right. Here we go. Preseason update, or not preseason. Homie's going to yell at me. Yeah, again. God. Season I, update. What's the date?
3: The date today? The date today, we recorded this, October 1-9th.
2: October 19th. No confirmed kills. Zero- Zero confirmed kills.
3: White, welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, where we overpromise and under, li, under deliver Yeah,
2: the only <laughs> podcast on the air that still hasn't killed a deer. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we've got we got big bucks on the brain, dude. I know we haven't been setting
3: doe sets. No, not really. You know we've been setting big butt sets. I've been I've been setting sets for bucks
2: that you could possibly kill the, a doe. I
3: could possibly kill a doe. And if a doe would come by, cool. Yeah, but you've had, what,
2: two two close calls, three close calls with does? Uh, I've had two. Two. And then I passed those twice. Yeah. <laughs> so, But it's because so, I'm like, uh, last year this time there was a buck in here. Right. So I don't want to shoot a doe. And then there's a huge rainstorm coming. And I was like, I'm not going to drag a deer out in the rain. on public, you know. So I've been put putting a lot of effort on public, a lot of pack it in hunts. Grinding, moving trail cameras. I can I can get pictures of them at night. I'm Real good at that. <laughs> <But>.
3: <laughs> I was say here the last maybe week. Well, no, I pulled the cam. So the week before last, going into the October lull, I had deer daylight. No shooters, but I had deer daylight. I mean that's the best. The best the cams have shown. You I don't know? know. Yeah, I don't
2: know if other people experience this, but like before the last few days it seems like the bucks are just gone you know what i mean and yeah. then they just like seize back in i just think i don't you know the october lull is such a controvers or how do i say that controversial yeah exactly bitch uh, subject Hashtag. uh but i i think that they move but i think they just shrink their home range so small and i, I was talking to somebody and he was asking me about it. And I said, it's kind of like a a weightlifter, you know, when he's, when it's the off season in the winter, you're bulking. Well, he's bulking right now. <laughs> he don't want to move. He don't want to go very far. He just wants to eat, strengthen his neck, get that testosterone flowing and just chill. You know, he don't want to go far. He don't want to burn that energy he's going to need later. I kind of think that's what he is, you know, I think that's what they do. Because Boonertown's kind of dried up. We haven't had a. Yeah. We haven't pulled some cams on there for a while. Right. Two of the. One of the best buck cam sets that we got, you know, down there in the bowl. Are you okay? Yeah. Okay. What did I say? <laughs> best buck cam. <laughs> well, I'm thinking and trying to talk at the same time. And then you got giants on the. I know. <laughs> on the I just, TV. I just it's put them me up. Here. So uh, <laughs> I, I think there'd be some bucks on that cam down there in the bowl.
3: On the bowl? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, scrape tree. Yeah, scrape tree. Okay. I would say because in my pre-hunt interview, I was like, "We're at the Tree set, so yeah. I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want people to that listen to this podcast, watch our videos and be like, I don't even know where the hell this is at. Yeah, yeah. Like where the hell are they at? Where are they? Staying? I haven't heard of this stand before yeah. in my life, and I've listened to fifty hours of these guys. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, yeah,
2: homie had a good set at the, the Moultrie set. That was the Virgin set on that property. Um, on that on side, the side yeah. yeah. Had a buck chasing a doe. Probably a, couldn't get an eye on yeah, the buck. I, Too tall grass yeah, and.
3: Right, right. I, I mean, we've been we've been jacking around here for so damn long. I probably should have let you watch that video of that doe coming out. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. yeah.
3: But. You're, you're too busy, occupied on something else. Yeah,
2: so. yeah we got big news coming <laughs> up in a little while. Let's talk about your shooter encounter. Homie has had a shooter encounter. I did have I kind of want to go through what led up to that shooter mm-hmm. encounter, like all the yeah, stuff I, that made you go to that stand.
3: I really would, too. Um, let's see, when was, was that? Last Saturday? Yeah. It was last Saturday. I've been working so many hours you, yeah, and trying say, to hunt you, as much as possible. Yeah, I you, can't even remember so, days. So, um, We'll call it October twelfth. Um, I went. I was able. I did not hunt the morning. I was able to go down to my piece, and was able to hunt the afternoon. We still have all the fields in, which is corn, and um, the the farmers don't pick that property until it's their last place to pick, and that, that's why I have not had any very good early season success. So I knew going down I was going to have to hunt my, what we call the shotgun stand, get in in the morning stand. Um, I had a very good wind for it and I had a very good wind for where the deer move in the afternoon, not, not for the morning. So, um, the, the landowner also has these two gentlemen who hunt, uh, you don't have it turned on there, bud. Again, um... Cody's trying to light the heater in the studio. There he goes. Now now it's lit up. Um, the landowner has these two guys he goes to church with. And then they're able to hunt there as well. And they kind of hunt down towards my area. I'm not saying it's that good. But that's just where they hunt. Ease of access. And I mean it kind of suppresses the deer movement in my area after a certain period. So I took a risk. And parking up top of the farm, and um, venturing down to find out that they were hunting, and then when they hunt, they park within eighty to a hundred yards from my morning stand, which is where I was gonna hunt this evening with this great wind. Um, so I get I get down there, fear the worst. Now I have to walk, you know, a half mile back to my truck, and then probably another three-quarter mile because I got to loop around plus walk the half mile back down so I'm in a stand that I don't really want to be in but it's a place that I can at least hunt and not spook any deer getting into and if they're coming from bedding going to going to the standing corn I'm not going to spook their normal movement if I want to pass anything so uh cody you had text me and said you know because i would said hey man dude there's there's people down there hunting you know they walked right by my piece they're they're right by my stand they're parked within 80 yards of my stand so i'm in a stand that i do not even want to be in but like like i've said before i mean it's it's just such a far drive we've got i've got to make something work and i can it's just not what i want to want to do so i i text cody and i said hey man this is what i got going on um he said well hey you got the red moon with you and he sent me a picture i don't know i don't know where you got the picture from but it had october whatever the day was 12th or 13th and then it had like 402 in the evening i was like okay just trying
2: to motivate him that's what i do yeah that's yeah what I do
3: because he, was, he wasn't hunting, which, I mean, he obviously had something important going on because it was Saturday night. So 502, this buck, comes the opposite way that they should from bedding. So they're bedding to my south, and he comes from the north right into the window. So instead of the deer working from the bedding, working through the thick shit, right to me and then the last 30 yards I've got an open window I can shoot you know anything he comes from the north just right into the window I'm like oh shit you know I see him shooter start grabbing the bow get the camera on him and then he's in he's in mid-frame at 30 yards and I've got this tree pegged at 35 yards i'm like okay he's short of that we're about to have a go here you know and i don't know what happens he's mid-frame just spooks out of nowhere there's no absolutely no chance he has my wind absolutely none
2: i watched the video i have no idea why that deer spooked like i have zero
3: the only thing that i can think i mean this is gonna sound dumb as hell but he got hit in the head with an acorn. Like just, I have
2: no idea how he's moving. He just
3: starts shaking his he's head. He's like
2: on a dead calm walk at 20 yards, and then he needs to come like three foot, and he's just like, see ya. Yeah. Like he didn't like like see movement where he'd like look or something. He just sprints.
3: No, no freezing, no nothing. And so from what you've seen from the footage and me seeing with my eyeballs... He just starts shaking his head left and right, and just runs like fifty yards. And then when he's like back in the thick shit from where the deer are gonna come from bedding, he's just cool. He's just cool. He just. starts... He wanted, he, wanted to
2: get past that open spot. <laughs> yeah,
3: I mean that. I mean that too. Like I don't know. I don't. I don't know what happened. I don't know if he got hit in the head with an acorn or a leaf or I don't know. Something. But then he's back in the thick shit, and I can still see his rack. And he's just like browsing. I don't. I don't know what happened. <laughs> like it was weird. Homie ain't killing me today. <laughs> Run right, past full sprint twenty yards. Pretty old. much. So then I'm looking at the at the film that I got of him on the camera, and my camera will let me go frame by frame. So I'm trying to get like a real good look of how big he was, and then I just heard like a deer like take a big huff of air deer didn't blow but i'm like oh man dude you know there's a deer over here on the other side of the ridge which would be to my to the west of me and we had a southwest wind so she she wasn't getting my wind or this deer wasn't getting my wind and so i'm in the middle of checking the frames and i was like okay well i gotta stop this pay attention over here I said deer might be circling back downwind, trying to get downwind of me. And then there's a doe and a yearling. And she's starting to come up the other side of the ridge that's right behind me. And she pokes her head right in the hole. And she's bobbing her head up and down, up and down, up and down. And I'm just like, oh, man. I mean, there's no way she has my wind because it's, it's still way north of her. And then she starts... She's like, well, I'm not going to go on the ridge. I'm just going to stay on my side. So her and the yearling stay on her side. And then I was waiting for that buck to come, you know, maybe catch a trail of that doe. But he never showed back up. And then when I walked out into the pasture that night, there was three deer out there. One buck wasn't wasn't the buck I seen. I mean, it was a rack buck, but it wasn't a shooter. And then he was with two two does. One doe was about eighty yards away from them two, and then he was about thirty yards from the other doe. So, um, a stand I shouldn't have even been in, but I played the right wind and it worked out good. So I mean, it didn't work never out. Never know. That just shows you early season. It didn't work out good, but you never know. I saw you good got action. close. I mean, yeah, I saw good action because three I more seconds,
2: three more seconds of him walking normal, and you would have shot him. Yes. You know, I mean, so you you're you were right there. So I uh I haven't seen a buck over a six pointer this year. <laughs> so a far. What? A six pointer. Over oh, a six boy. pointer. So uh
3: Other than that shooter, I'm I'm right there with you, man. Yeah.
2: A lot of doe, Been passing does. Oh. Seen a lot of does. Seen a bunch of turkeys the other night. Did ya? Stay ground, yeah. Nice. Bunch of turkeys. Come out right where we normally park the truck when we dove hunt.
3: Last Sunday when I was in the Buckness, I heard uh, two two different turkeys gobble. Nice. I was kind of jacked up about that. Smart. I always always get jacked up, no yeah. matter what it is. I get jacked up.
2: Yeah. Well, should we just we, should we let the bird out of the cage? <laughs> oh. Um.
3: <clears throat> no. No. Okay. Make him wait. Let's. Yeah. So October fourth, giant cold front. Cody and I both took the day off. Um, I'm sure you guys have heard of Deer Cast. Uh, we kind of used that. Everybody said, you know, deer movement's gonna be great. First, first October cold front. Um, Cody and I took the day off. We went into his best set, pretty much, and we seen two small bucks. So. It was, um, it was early, and and cams and, cams were decent leading up to that.
2: Yeah, and then we went to, uh, we went to Boonertown after that that evening, which yep. that cam was on fire.
3: That that cam was on fire. It was
2: right there, like where was, thirty was, minutes and they would have been daylight. Yeah, it was edge.
3: Know? It was edge. Um, if they were coming, we would have seen them in the daylight because I mean, they, yeah, we can see two hundred yards. So if they were going to hit that cam in daylight. We would have seen him if we were hunting, and then we—I mean—we would have went from there. Mm-hmm. So the very first cold front of October did not work out for Cody and I, and then all the tr- all the other trail cam data that we've got, uh, it it just wasn't very good. Can I mean? Can you say that from all the cams? Yeah. Even from my piece, like it just wasn't, it wasn't what it was supposed to be. From what everybody was saying. Yeah,
2: wasn't, wasn't as good as we thought it was going to be. But I mean, when you get that cold front that early in the year, your anticipation's so high, and every, I mean, you just it, get so jacked, and then you, know you get I mean?
3: everybody behind you saying, "Go, go, yeah, go! You this go. is it! This
2: is it! This know? is the
3: first one! Go! Yeah, go get them money sets! I mean, it just, it just wasn't there. So we hunted all day. Yeah, wasn't there.
2: Wasn't there. We put our, put our effort in and and wasn't there. I need you to look up December 7th of last year and tell me what the win was. And look up December 13th. All right, guys. I'm going to let the cat out of the bag. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Freeze is back. Hard horned. Center of the property. Hitting the old scrape tree that's been hit the last three years. I told homie, I said, what? Ran, ran camera on this thing. Always wanted to. Pulled it right before season. Um, Mr. Freeze has been using this for three years, and then boom. <laughs> Got a really nice eight. No B. No B8 no on B. there. No B. No Brow 8. Real nice, solid buck. And then Mr. Freeze. Um, we've been game planning and looking at maps and trying to figure out this buck tonight, and I think...
3: I thought I was just coming in here for a nice couple podcasts, gonna be able to leave, get back home with the fam, have a decent night. And then Cody pulled the car today. Next thing you know, Mister Freeze is on it on the last what seven picks? Yeah. So then I got blindsided with all this.
2: <laughs> so I think, I think, I think we got a good game plan, man. Yeah. You think we should let the listeners? In and then maybe they could comment whether what they think or not.
3: Yeah, we we needed to get into a little bit of it at least. Yeah. I mean, uh, I want to get into you going over old picks, different bucks, different giants uh coming in, going out. uh We're just recently matching up this wind pattern with Mr. Freeze coming in and out so
2: okay yeah hit me with a question i'll you can just interview me about mr freeze right now and then i'll okay I'll let the listeners
3: so last saturday october 12th you got a moultrie mobile pick of yeah. a buck yeah what is he doing where is this cam at and what's he doing
2: this cam's on the acorn set where i shot my buck last year he's coming off
3: He's coming off then, of what you think is buck betting.
2: Where I, where the bucks were betted last year, where mm-hmm. the buck I shot was betting last year. Coming off there, two hours to shooting light, 15 yards from my stand on a southwest wind, working the edge to where I potentially think that he's betted. At this point, I potentially think that he's betted there. That's mm-hmm. when I finally, I told you, okay, I think that he's betting. This is where it all started. So I get this pick. And I'm like, okay, all right, I got to figure out well, what, why is he there. You know, that's what everybody says. When you get a trail cam pick, you don't just, oh, I got a big buck. Mm-hmm. Why is that buck there, you know? You got to start going through the wind, the weather, you know,
3: what what day is it, and all that. So on that pick, what, what did you find out the wind was?
2: It was southwest wind.
3: Southwest wind, yeah. okay.
2: I was actually at work working.
3: On a Saturday,
2: and got that pick, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I could be in that stand right now."
3: But then, after further review, yeah,
2: it was Southwest, which I could not have been in that stand.
3: I was like, "Well, your dumbass is at work. Why aren't you hunting?" He said, "Well, I wouldn't have been there anyway because Southwest wind. Mm-hmm. The stand is literally southwest of the cam. Yeah, or the trail he's on. Yeah, I mean, it either It would have right at him. Yeah." so we hunted a week ago thursday mm-hmm. and then you talked me into putting a cam on a scrape tree that you had had a cam on but you had always pulled early but then you had to come back to it and it'd be tore up
2: yeah like i said like the 20th it was just tore up when i come back through it and right I'd and always, then you just kick yourself in the ass yeah, i would always pull a cam like I'd always leave it there all season when they're rubbing velvet and stuff, right. thinking like, okay, something. Th- and then I get nothing, literally nothing, like pictures of squirrels. But we put a mock scrape there this year. I've normally not done that. Mm-hmm. There had been a scrape there by them before previously, so this year I decided to make my own. And I don't know if that's what drawed the bucks in, or if it was just. I mean, he obviously had to be going down that trail because, well, on a on a southwest, he would actually smelt that scrape. And then, It'd have been blowing right towards him. So he hit that scrape dude. from the downwind side.
3: This is so wild, dude! It's getting wild.
2: Yeah, he hit that scrape from the downwind side. With that, he walked right into that scrape, face right into it. And he might not have ever been that way unless that scrape was there.
3: So we hunted on northwest mm-hmm. or a wet. Yeah, it was straight west because straight west the damn tree was about blowed over. Yeah. Um. We exited, and then we did a little scouting, mm-hmm. went up to the food plot, where the food plot was, hung this cam, made this mock scrape, and then five, five six days later, here's Mr. Freeze hitting the scrape, and, but before that, we had that, that eight Cody talked about.
2: I want to shout this out. Should yeah. I shout out what we used to make that scrape? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I peed in that scrape. Everybody, I've always heard about it. And non- be, just be straight up honest with you, I didn't think we were gonna get Mr. Freeze there. I had no I did I had no confidence that we would get a hard horned picture of him until late November.
3: So Cody's just kind of bullshitting with me as I'm hanging this cam. You know, we we seen a couple bucks, a couple small bucks. I mean, not shooters. I mean if you're
2: if you want to shoot seventy inchers <laughs> Yeah, they're shooters. That we've seen a couple of seventy inch,
3: right? 60 inch I mean, deer. deer that you know are antlered, but um, we're on the way out. He's like, dude, we got to hang cam on this tree because they hit this tree every year. This it's tree is rub- literally
2: like rubbed in half. I it's mean, it's rubbed probably- in half
3: from both sides, not just one. Yeah, from both. And if I can convince you that it's from the east to the west, then you'll know where this camera is facing (laughs) cody's like well i'm just gonna piss in it i'm just like hey man i've heard it work i've heard it works i've
2: heard it people say oh yeah i just piss right in it i'm like i've never tried it i've always been a guy that like pisses in a bottle you know (laughs) right scent control freak pissed right in that some gun biggest buck i got on cam just right in there (laughs) raking it up
3: So as I'm hanging the cam, I mean, it's dark by the time we get up to this tree because we just got in hunting, and I get done hanging the cam. I was like, all right, you ready to go? He's like, yeah, pissed in it, cleared out the scrape, here we go. And then the trail goes right out to where you had the food plot. Mm -hmm. We literally walk right into a scrape on the edge of that, and he's like, you said, you're like, dude, they never made a scrape here. Mm. So guys, we have found maybe a new betting spot that we have not talked about on cody's lease so getting into this (laughs) yeah
2: okay this uh, (laughs) let's just say let's just say this right now i i'm 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 dumb that's all i can say i'm dumb that i have not (laughs) noticed it from now from now really i mean what else can you say if it's right uh, the deer has been right under my nose for three years And, and it's not just him Multiple big deer, it's it's patterning out to be multiple big deer.
3: Okay,
2: have been right there.
3: I will say, if I had the same intel you did, I would I would be probably right where you're at.
2: You are, look at are, that. You are look you, at
3: that piece, and you're like, Are you looking at doe picks? Any? Or are you just looking at buck picks?
2: Just big buck picks.
3: Okay, because that, there's that, a lot of that, doe tracks do.
2: going into it. Oh yeah. There's, I mean, so let's, I'll just, so I'm going to, I'm going to start here. So my money sets in Northwest corner stand transition grass to oaks right on the corner of a cornfield. It's very good. Bucks hit that grass trying to bump up does. There's a really good dough bedding draw to the North of me in that. And they always hit the downward side on in that grass feeling super comfort, comfortable and, They work from that grass into my timber right past my stand. Seen multiple shooter deer there, shot two deer there the past three years, same stand. Um, Multiple trail cam pictures of big deer there. Uh, Great spot. Every time that I was hunting that spot, the buck that I was chasing, if he was bedded in this area, could win me the whole time.
3: The whole time.
2: The whole time. I told homie earlier in the year, I have never had a buck come from this direction.
3: Yep. October 4th, he told me Yeah,
2: I've never had a deer come from this direction because I hunt it here. So even on a straight west, he couldn't win me, but he could see me walk in. Yep. The deer in there ain't going to see me walk in. He could, though. He could see me walk right in. If he was up on the edge. Yeah. He he would have to be on the edge. Yeah. And then he he smelt me there. 15 times yeah you know he knows if going if in there pulling cams and stuff
3: even if you're not going to that corner stand if you're going to the acorn stand yeah it's he's still worse. smelling yeah. yeah he's still smelling you the whole damn way mm-hmm. not just going in but he's smelling you from the way he came probably in the yeah. morning
2: yeah so i got him going in towards that
3: i don't want to talk to you right now like i know what the hell i'm doing i'm yeah. just talking to you
2: oh yeah i know you know yeah i get what you're doing that's and I think that you doing that and us playing it out like this is going to help in the long run. Because and the you, listeners just get to listen to because it.
3: Because you just did it to me this morning. You're like, yeah. well, your damn stand's way yeah. in there are too deep. I'm not. Yeah,
2: I'm not yeah. trying to say I mean, what I know more than you, but like right. a deer blew at you. Yeah. Uh, swirling winds. There's a sign on top of the hill. I'm like, man, you just need to. That sucks because you got to move a stand again. Yeah. Just need to pack it out and hang it on top <laughs> of the hill. Then your access will be better. Your wind will be better. It sucks, you know, but just like me, look at here. I mean I've been I chased this deer for two years and he's been in my farm multiple times.
3: Probably times you didn't even know it. Yeah,
2: multiple times. He's been bedded there multiple times.
3: You think you're going in there hunting and then he's already bedded
2: and not and, getting up.
3: And your scent is blowing right to him.
2: Or or He's not even betting there on a northwest, and he's only betting there on a southwest. And he's not even close to my property. And the only time I get pics of him are on a southwest besides late winter. But late winter, he'd be saying, okay, here's easy food, water, and cover. Ax- thermal grass cover ac- access within 50 yards.
3: I think, well, obviously the one day you got him on a late dough, late hot dough.
2: Southwest. Wasn't there. I got him on a yearling doe November 27th, going out to the edge of a field. Southwest. Nine o'clock in the morning, southwest. Coming off the north piece onto mine.
3: Did you see where the third and the seventh was?
2: The seventh was a west-northwest. So So 10 days later, he was bedding in that area with a west-northwest. So he might bed there all more than I think. Right. But the daylight pictures and the pictures I got of him. In season, like in the rut or in season are all Southwest. So we're, uh, we're just out here cracking beers and trying to figure this (laughs) buck out. So I got three trail cam pictures of them on my property, exiting and entering this bedding area on a Southwest. So I feel like I got one cam that I haven't pulled yet that, has got to have him on it if he's using this veterinary area like I think he is. So we know that he was in there yesterday. So if he yeah. accessed it the way I think he did, then he's on there. So I need to go pull that cam. But my question is, <laughs> when you're in there, do you hang a set? Are you
3: asking me a question? Yeah. Or, I mean, because I... I'm a, I'm below the level of you a Big Buck Killing. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I know you've seen it. I know what sounds good, Yeah. but everybody everybody always has that clause. Well, it's situational. It's it's according to your property.
2: Yeah. So well, you know my I, property. I know what sounds good. You know good. the deer. You've seen all the intel. All right. You've hit seen me, big it big lay dog. out. Hit me, big dog. Okay. The rut's coming. Uh-huh. Um... He obviously is chasing does hard. He was fighting hard last year. He had stuff broke off everywhere. Yep. Um, The neighbors seen him supposedly a long ways away. Way away. Yep. So um, do I go in there, hang a set, risk it right off the end of the October lull when I have intel that he was two minutes before trail camera five days or two minutes before shooting light five days ago. So he's definitely in shooting light when he got there.
3: He's how far away from this bedding because I, I don't 200 think... 200 yards. Okay. So he's 200 yards from this bedding, two minutes away from shooting light. Yeah. I don't think you explained how far you want to hang a set from that trail cam.
2: The trail cam's 75 to 100 yards where I think he's bedding. And I want to be right on it.
3: He's... I thought it was like 200.
2: From where he's bedding?
3: No, from the the mobile cam?
2: Oh, the mobile cam, yeah. It's yeah. like 200 yards from where he's betting. He's betting? betting? Yeah, okay. maybe a little more.
3: So you're going to come on the east side?
2: I'm going to come on the east side of him on a southwest, go in there, hang a set, and kill him. Is that what you would do, or would you play it safe and go in there and hunt the rut like I do with potential to kill them and then maybe go in there late season. But when are you going to have a Southwest late? So I got a Southwest in two days from recording. <laughs> yeah.
3: So the only thing that's making you want to go in there right now is one series of Cherokee pigs on a Southwest, but then you've taken that Southwest wind Related it to previous picks, which previous picks this year Southwest win coming in a week ago Saturday.
2: Yeah, previous picks last year. Previous picks last year. Daylighting. Daylighting Southwest win. Southwest going West. into that betting. Going towards that betting. I don't know if he's going in that betting, but he's going towards it.
3: He's going towards it. Okay. This year has yet to break daylight.
2: Mm-hmm. Close. Not on trail cam. I know he broke daylight last Saturday. He was two minutes to shooting light. And then we decided that... So homie hung a camera with a time off. <laughs> so, I, so we had to go to... I when, got a
3: giant shoulders.
2: I will take that. So when we had to go to when I pulled it, it got a picture of my arm. So we had to go from the arm pick Time minus we had to do math
3: seven hours and 33 minutes. I believe
2: seven hours and 33 minutes. This is the
3: most jacked up time you will ever hear on this podcast because this will never happen again.
2: Yeah, so, um, (laughs) no idea how that set or happened. We took it off video to photo, so maybe that's what it was. And it was night after we had just hunted, you carried it in with your backpack, could have been you know shaking it or hitting buttons or something. Uh, Different card in there that I don't know that might have done it, but, anyways. All right, so we're still game planning for Mr. Freeze. <laughs> what?
3: Long, long game plan. Yeah, long game Maybe a plan. couple pause breaks here and there. Yeah. People what? people trying to get a couple of jacked up trail cams yeah. situated.
2: Yeah, but we
3: are. If you take your trail cam off video and put it on photo, um, double check the time and the date. Yeah. It's going to save a lot of headache. Probably going to save a friendship because I thought mine was going down the gutter.
2: So I think we should look at our goals here. We're almost 20 days into season. Is there anything on the goal list that you would like to change?
3: Um, can I see my goal list? Just as a reference. I know I know. one is get a mature buck in the buck nest. Um, that's your number one. That's my number one. It's something that we left out of our preseason, pre-season episode, but we're going to cover here. Uh, Mature buck in the buck nest. Man. Right now, it's not looking good. Uh, Got a lot of days left. Got a lot of days left. As of this point last year, dude, that spot was on fire. Um, I've got maybe two bucks on Trocam. Yeah. Uh, I think
2: you're killing the better filming. You're crushing that goal.
3: Number two would be just take two does, general, with a bow. Number three, for me, is better filming. Um, yeah, I'm smoking that right now. Uh, I've given up. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying a kill shot, but I've given up a an opportunity or so. Um, number four is, I mean, you got to get your biggest buck down. And then uh, number five is to keep a hunt journal. And uh, learn learn a new property, which uh, Cody and I have, we're on Boonertown now. And uh, Cody and I are, it seems as of late here to be learning his lease um, together, kind of. You know, he's he's got the intel, but we're kind of putting our heads together, smacking our heads, and at times it gets it gets. You know, he's kind of butting me pretty hard on on what's going on on, on the he think, least he gets really confused on <laughs> east and west no he, no he has no idea where east and west is but um that's something that we didn't we didn't shout out you know was our our preseason goals but we did after we recorded that episode and we're like oh hey we didn't even do that but um i mean i'd love to get two does down and a mature buck and then still have just one of these, you know, giants you got running around, take off and yeah. get out of the way. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So my number 1 was Buck on Public, my number 2 was Mr. Freeze. I'm going to switch that now and put my number 1 since I got activity on the lease. Mm-hmm. Mr. Freeze is number 1. Switching that. Number 2 is Buck on Public. I'm not going to give up on that. Okay. I still think I got some time. The best um, time to hunt out there is still yet to come. I would say
3: what's the latest you can hunt on that?
2: November eleventh, I think,
3: on public mm-hmm. for the even the late, the late stuff.
2: Sit, really. November eleventh, and that's no wonder over. It's so good. Yeah. Okay. And then I got three does, and then well, I y- got slow down, uh, soak it in. So I've been trying. I've been doing really good at that. My sets, uh, I haven't been seeing a lot of action. I haven't been seeing a lot of deer. I've been putting in more work than this year on ever ever packing in moving stands. Uh, hanging sets. I think I've done three pack-in hanging hunts this year. Mm-hmm. That's more than I normally do in a total year combined, and I'm only, you know, a few days into season. Um, and then soaking it in, I I haven't got to harvest anything, but when I do, I really want to soak in the blood trail instead of just trying to get to, like, the end. You know, I want to, like, right. reap it in. And I, and soak it in is also soak in the intel that's one thing I learned from this podcast. Soak in the intel. Don't let it just, don't get a trail cam picture and be like, okay, I got a trail cam picture. Th- figure out what's going on. And that's, I've we've done that more this year than I think we ever have. Yeah. You know, why is this deer here? What is he doing?
3: You know, I think it's, it doesn't make it easier, but it makes more sense when you have, you know, two years intel, mm-hmm. three yeah. years intel. Um,
2: kind of connect the dots.
3: Yeah. I mean, in the buck nest, I mean, there's different deer almost, you know, every day or every other day, makes it hard to, you know, figure yeah. out what is. Yeah, going I get on. the
2: same thing too. It's sometimes you get that random buck that comes through, but when you get the bucks year after year, that's when you can start. Kind yeah, of getting the idea. that's it, and like I side mean, sidekick. I I bet you we see sidekick in the rut. Cause he'll come back in the rut.
3: Yeah, that'd be that'd be insane because he's been gone for three months. You know yeah, what I did mean? Did the
2: exact same thing last year. Yeah, gone in velvet and come back in the rut. Seen him twice. I mean, just or he, three times. Seen him three times. I passed him once. My buddy couldn't get drawn on him once, and then we bumped him out of the tree that, or bumped him while we were in the tree that one time. Yeah,
3: see, I mean, just some three encounters. Where I'm at, you know, you just don't really get them year after year i mean there there's a few you can get year after year but it just you're so close to the neighbors and the neighbors that i think your problem is, super, is shotgun
2: hunters dude yeah i think a deer gets in there and it's like okay this is cool this is a good spot you know and then 1800s go out there during shotgun right. season,
3: and then nobody else around us is really getting that pressure yeah and then and it's super thick because we had to track jeff's deer last year yeah I mean, I couldn't walk for... I couldn't stand up for a mile and a half. I mean, I'm not even exaggerating. I mean, it was insane.
2: Yeah, so... And then my fifth is uh, I want to write down after... I want to write after harvest. Like, what I'm feeling right at that moment. Like, sit down and write it down. So... And I want to keep a hunt journal also. So when I'm... Like I'm on like my ninth set during the rut and I haven't seen a shooter, you know, (laughs) I can read that and be like, Man, this this is what it's like, you know, this this is the hour after finding your buck, you know, you're just right. So
3: Or I just wanna be like, Man, I come in here, everything was perfect. Yeah. I was jacked because I worked my ass off all week at work. So I was jacked to get in here, everything was perfect. I didn't see nothing, man. Yeah. You know? Um, I think that happens more than, you know, seeing 10 bucks. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, you got on number four, slow down, soak it in, which you covered. But, you know, at at number five, you have reap and then right down after the harvest. But I think the end of number four and the beginning beginning of number five kind of go hand in hand. I mean, right now, I mean, we wrote this, you know, a month ago. Mm Mm-hmm. But right now, I mean, how how thankful would we be for that to happen? Yeah. Because I mean, we're thinking you know two weeks in, we're both gonna have a doe down.
2: Yeah. But here we are. A month well, I've in. been here before. I've been here before. It's just not new for me. Oh, no, yeah. I trust so. me.
3: I, um, tomorrow I'm about to share something on your Facebook. Yeah. So, I mean, I haven't killed a deer before. Right now, anyway. Yeah. Ever, October twenty yeah. first. Yeah. Never killed a deer before that. Really. Yeah. so so
2: yeah i just i wanted to make it a big deal to for me to like a bucks i got hanging on the wall i remember hunting i remember the track job and stuff but like i just want to have that wrote down so 10 years can i remember it in 10 years i don't know yeah.
3: you're not gonna remember the wind that yeah you went i'm in. not gonna
2: remember the wind that i went in and you know how long was i in stand and right that stuff. So that's a big goal for me. Number one, I'm changing buck on public. It's going on the back burner. Mr. Freeze is going up there <laughs> to number uno.
3: Um wonder what would make you do that. <laughs> picks, man.
2: When you get him two or three times, you know, that's within a week. You know he's – the big thing is I've never had him on the property in the right this time. Like, you know, juries say the home range shrinks. And like I was telling you this year, man, I hope his home range shrinks. And I put no pressure on that piece. All right, time out. How am I going to kill him this year?
3: Yeah, this is it, bud. Let's go.
2: This is my last year. It all starts with one trail cam pick and me trying to figure out what's going on with this buck. So I get Mr. Freeze on trail cam. I'm jacked, of course, you know, and I'm trying to figure it out. (laughs) And then I realize, okay, Two potential spots that he could be bedded here. Um, nowhere else, really, unless he's going to be walking in daylight for hours. You know, so, so I narrow it down to two spots. So I move a trail camera um, to this area, not because I have this intel yet. It's just because the corn on that corner is just completely destroyed. So I'm wondering what's coming out of that cor- corner just killing killing us that corn I mean it's there's 300 yards knocked down there right you know, where we, they when yeah. we went
3: into October 4th and we skirted yeah the field edge to hunt the north corner stand it was destroyed yeah so was that the first time you'd been on that side of the corn that year th- yeah. this year yeah okay yeah so. because the north side is gone <laughs> yeah gone
2: mm-hmm North side's gone too, but so I moved that stand, I moved that camera because the where I got pictures in the past just wasn't really panning out for me this year. And then uh, we we got M14 there a couple times. We got Mm -hmm. uh, we got the runner up ten there, yep, and we got the eight with the kicker that was fighting M14 on trail cam (laughs) on the south end. So I found this bedding area. By eliminating where I think, where I would bet if I was a big deer, right? Where I'd, I got permission to access this property, but I don't have permission to hunt it. So I can shed hunt it. I can walk through it, but I can't bring a weapon on it. Um, so I found sheds there. I've seen the sign there, but I've never really clicked to, and I've jumped big deer there during shed season with both sides. So I've never really clicked together what was going on well then I kind of had an idea I kind of told homie I said late December or early December late November I think I can kill this deer it kind of clicked on me by looking at the pictures from December how he was using my property and I told homie I said I think he's bedded here and then that pick furthered my okay he's bedding here (laughs) and then the recent picks kind of Didn't really make me think that he might be betting there, but he's definitely using that side of the property. So that kind of made me further a little more, you know what I mean? So I moved a camera in real close to this betting area. So when I get that Intel, I'll have a for sure idea on what is using that property. I picked a tree out already. I went ahead and moved everything out of the way, like tree limbs or whatever. There's some tree limbs and stuff. I kind of pushed them down the hill into the ditch to where I could get in there and hang a stand quiet if I needed to go in there and hang a stand. I already did that. I figured I'm in here pulling this cam. Something already knows I'm going to be here, so I might as well just do it and get ready. So my plan is to get that intel right off the bat. Okay, If that intel tells me that he's been there recently. I'm going to hunt it on a southwest wind. I've never, I never hunt this property on the southwest. I never put one set on this property on a southwest wind on this side because it, you, you literally can't. But if I hunt this corner, I can because I'm blowing away from where the buck's going to be coming, where the buck's bedding out into a standing cornfield. An evening hunt, you're not going to want to do it. You're going to risk blowing the deer off the field because you know that that big buck isn't in the field. He's coming through the timber to get to that bedding. So you're going to risk blowing the deer that's off that field. The field's only three acres though, four acres. So, I mean, there's, is there a lot of deer using it? I don't really know. It's right next to the road. So probably not probably a few when it's out. I feel like there's less. I've scouted it before when it's out and seen a few deer in it. Um, But I feel like if you bump, I've, I've walked across it multiple times. And yeah. that's how I get to my rut stuff. I would
3: say, I feel like if there was a bunch of deer, like, you'd be bumping deer constantly. Mm-hmm. And just... I feel like when you scout it, they're coming out of that south corner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, So, what has made you hunt the stand that you have on a northwest?
2: Because it's impossible for them to win you. It's set up... Where they'd have to be out in the field to win I'm, you.
3: I'm talking day one. Where? Why are you like? Oh, are are you just like deer gonna be in that grass?
2: It's because I had a, access, and I found sheds up there.
3: Okay. I so, found
2: sheds of a giant. So I you, had access. I ran trail cameras, got pics, hung a stand.
3: You just didn't start like on the edge of the field and just kind of working and be like oh well no. you know deer are just hanging up and in then there's grass. that
2: fence crossing there that furthered my okay i want to hang it here and then like i was telling you while i was in that tree there's a stand here uh-huh. but i needed to be able to shoot here just in case so i that's a better cover wise but i can't do that because like i tell people sometimes people are like well there's not enough cover on that tree well i'm 20 foot high and if it's a tree you need to be in it's a tree you need to be in. Oh, yeah. You know, I think a lot of people set up to see deer and not kill deer. You got to set up, like, I could hunt. So if I wanted to go to the southwest where I think this buck's going, I could hang a stand right on the field edge and see down in there and see if that buck goes in there. But I couldn't kill him. It'd be 70 yards. If I creep in there another 30, 40 yards and set where I want to set, he'll be a 20-yard shot, and I can kill him. Is it more risky? Yeah, but what what's better seeing a buck at 70 yards, you know, or killing a buck at 20. So this is how I'm ending this episode. This is our season update, and I called out that I was going to kill him December, late November, and I'm still thinking that, but I'm going to hang a stand, and I'm going in there Sunday morning, and I'm killing this deer. I'm going to pull that cam, and if that cam has any intel that says that he is there, I'm risking it, The rut's coming. He's going to be cruising all over. I'm going to risk it for the biscuit. Just like you say you need to do. It's my last year to hunt this piece. I'm freaking going in there. I'm hanging a set. I don't care if I got to pack it in in the morning and hang it. I'm going in there. I'm hanging a set, and I'm killing that deer at 20 yards, crossing that creek. (laughs) That's what I'm saying right now. Is it going to work? Probably not. But that's my game plan. So, well. We'll see what happens. I say, I guess we'll find out. If you guys have an episode where it's just like sixty-five beer pops and then a Ric Flair for three minutes, and that's (laughs) it, you know, I shot him. (laughs) So just a four-minute episode. (laughs) Wooch, wooch. So, um, that's it. That's the end of the episode. All right. Well, guys, get out there, have some fun, hunt hard, try to leave a legacy. And Tail Legacy out.
0: I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more.
3: Brave anglers search for the one they call king,
0: but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery. Waypoint TV. In wild country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country. Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.